Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. Coming up on Money Beats, look at the week ahead. We will open a window into the housing market. We'll get a look at business spending. And there are a lot of Fed speakers on the docket next week. What will they say about what the Fed's next move might be? This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Welcome to Money Beats. Look at the week ahead. Paul Vigna, Stephen Grosser here with you, along with our friend Ben Lubsdorf from D.C. Ben, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Uh, you know, terrible storm this week. A lot of snow, mushy, soggy, wet New York City but not, streets. But not nearly as bad as we were led to believe. It's pretty bad out by me, man. It was pretty bad out by me. You how had many, it okay. How many, how many inches did you? We got more than a foot. Okay. We got more than a foot. It was it was rough. Uh, did, but you didn't you didn't even do your own shoveling. Yes, I did. Really? I did. One of my neighbors came over your, with his snowplow yeah, and helped me out. His snowplow, his snowblower, which was a big help. I have to admit, huge, huge help. But yes, I was I was shoveling. Man, three hours I was out there. It was terrible. Uh, ben, how'd you guys? How's the weather treating the DC area? Uh, it wasn't too bad. It was pretty slushy yeah. uh, for a day or two, and uh, but all of our uh, many of our cherry blossoms had budded early and then froze and are now dead. Ugh. So wow. this is not great news for the cherry blossom festival. So that's bad <laughs> for that's that's bad for May, right? Uh, it's bad for now. I mean, the oh, cherry now? blossom festival is supposed to be March, April. But, oh. Uh, I mean, still come, spend some money, but there will be fewer, fewer cherry blossoms to see. <laughs> wow, that's that's too bad. That is bad for the local, bad for the local economy. Uh, speaking of the national economy, let's take a look at the economic calendar for the coming week. Ben, what uh, what nice what's segue highlight? by the way? You I like just that? Want to say, that was, Thank that you. Was smooth. That was sometimes they don't always work that well, but uh, oh yeah, that one was all right. Ben, what, uh, what what what's what's leading off the calendar, Ben? Uh, well, the housing market's going to be in uh, focus this week. Uh, we're getting on Wednesday existing home sales data from the National Association of Realtors. Uh, that uh, This is the bulk of the housing market. As you mm -hmm. know, it's uh, closely watched data. Right. It, the sales pace in January was the highest since before the recession. And now we're looking at February coming in, and economists are thinking it's going to be down 2.6%. So still mm. pretty good, but not quite as strong as it has been. One of the reasons this run-up in mortgage rates we've seen since Election Day uh, might be starting to dampen buyer demand yeah. uh, just a little bit. Have we, have we seen uh, – is there been any other kind of evidence that it's hurting the housing market, um, You know, the rise in interest rates? Uh, not yet. Uh, you know, The January sales pace was pretty high. Uh, you know, highest of the cycle. And new home sales data, that stuff's pretty volatile, so it's tough to figure out the short-term trend in there. Um, but, you know, so far, you know, you can make the argument that rates are rising, and so maybe that, that's bringing people off the sidelines who want to get in before rates go higher. Uh, it's also possible that, you know, rates are still really low, and so yeah, you might not, right. they might not be doing that much to discourage people if they go from 3.7 to 4.5, but... Right, and, I think, uh, and in, in, in some ways, that can also spark a sort of rush, and that that might have been part of the reason why you know there was a pickup in January, where people see rates rising and feel like they need to buy now to lock in those low rates. Sure. 
And another reason is that we've had this really warm weather, the storm uh, accepted. Right, right. And we've seen that affecting other economic data. You know, construction employment was very strong in January and February, mm-hmm. uh, oddly strong, perhaps because of seasonal factors and the warm weather. Right. And uh, utilities production in the industrial production report was down a lot the last few months because, you know, it was warmer, so there was less need for heating. So power plant production was down uh, lower than what the seasonals thought they should be. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some maybe a little boost for home sales because of the weather. Yeah, you really mm-hmm. did actually see the construction right. jobs showing up in the jobless claims because oh yeah, the, yes. that was giving it, was, it a real boost because right. – or <laughs> not a boost. No, no it, was, it was one um, of the biggest sectors for yeah. job creation. Yeah, you're absolutely or right. Or people – they weren't laying off people yeah. as, um, as much. Right, right. Uh, okay, so that's the the housing sector, right? Uh, what else we got on tap, Ben? Uh, the other big report for the U.S. Uh, is the durable goods report coming out on Friday. Right. Uh, you know, this is something we watch pretty closely, not just to tell us what's going on with manufacturing, but with business investment, which had been soft for a while, now is maybe looking a little firmer. And uh, headline durable goods uh, economists are thinking that they're going to be up again, going to be up 1.3% of the month. Hmm. But the number we really focus on is the new orders for non-defense capital goods excluding aircraft. That's a much cleaner number looking at uh, orders for new machinery, equipment for businesses, because it takes out – you know, nuclear submarines and tanks and airplanes right. that really skew the top right. line. Right, and it's it's basically the basically the proxy for business spending, which is this you know critical element of a growing economy that we've been waiting to see take off. Right, and Janet Yellen, when she was giving her press conference, said, you know, we've seen the sentiment higher. We've talked to businesses. We know there's optimism out there, but she said they weren't sure that that was actually translating yet into stronger investment, stronger spending. Right. right. So this is something that we know there will be some attention looking at. Yeah. No, I, I, oh. I, I was I was waiting on you. You I were mean, waiting I, on me. Yeah, uh, for the, the sort of next question, but I, I can take that. Um, that. Is, is there anything else you you're looking at? I know there are a lot of we were, we were discussing this before the show. A lot of Fed speakers. Um, and given the fact that the the Fed is um, you know hiked last week, um, is there any ex- you know any more clarity on you know what the Fed is viewing for the pace of rate hiking the rest of the year? Yeah, so you know, like you said, they raised rates and they signaled through their dot plot that the median dot expects two more rate hikes this year. Uh, so we'll be watching uh, to see what. When those rate hikes are going to come, and there's going to be a lot of attention on these Fed speakers. Uh, there's a lot of them coming out this week, uh, starting with uh, Charles Evans, the president of the Chicago Fed, on Monday. And uh, lots of focus to see, well, you went, why did you go, and what do you need to see to go again? Uh, you know, there's not a lot of people who expect that they're going to go in May. That's pretty soon. But, you know, June looks like it's uh, on the table for a lot of people, and we'll be looking to see – if we get any more clarity on if people want, if officials want to space this out a bit or if they want to go while they can. Yeah. And and Janet Yellen is on the calendar Thursday morning at 8 o'clock, but should we expect much out of that? Uh, well, you never know. And yeah. Janet Yellen is Janet Yellen. She's right, very important. Right. Uh, but she's I believe she's giving welcoming remarks at a, a conference in D.C. So uh, not, it doesn't look like it's going to be one of the big set-piece speeches right. uh, that we pay so much attention to. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a break there. When we come back, more with your look at the week ahead. 
Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. Robert Half is here to help. Our recruiting professionals utilize our proprietary AI to connect businesses with highly skilled talent. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Need to check in on Wall Street? Listen to Heard on the Street and stay one step ahead of the headlines only on WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Welcome back to Money Beat's Look at the Week Ahead. And if you like what you are hearing, if, if you... Uh, you know, if you, you fancy what we produce here at the Wall Street Journal, you want more podcasts, you can check us out. We are at WSJ.com slash podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at WSJ Podcasts. You can subscribe. You can get all this stuff. It'll come right into your whatever your, your preferred device is for receiving, you know, your laptop, your desktop, your mobile, your uh, tablet. Uh, what, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the big ta- What's the big devices these days? The Zune. The Zune. Yeah, the Zune, right, sure. Uh, well, for Paul, that might actually be the Zune? case because he still does have a flip phone. I do have a, I do have a flip phone, my burner phone. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Amazon Echo, right, Alexa, whatever that, that thing is. What other, all the kids are using these days. Look, we're, you can subscribe to us. That's the point I was trying to make here, everybody. We are on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, your Google Play Music app. Paul Vigna, Stephen Grosser, Ben Lubsdorf talking about the week ahead, the economic calendar. And, you know, the one thing that I, I for, almost forgot to mention, Grosser, my favorite economic indicator is on Monday morning, 8.30 a.m. What is that, Paul? The Chicago Fed's National Activity Index. Love this one. Love this one. If you want to get a good sense of how much momentum there really is in the market, how much economic growth you can really expect Look at the Chicago Fed's National Activity Index. I, I swear, from the amount that you talk about that, they they must be releasing that every week. They should. I they they should actually. I should get a retainer from yeah, them or right. something. I'm probably the only person who really ever talks about it. But anyhow, uh, it's just look. It's just a really good measure. They take a lot of different economic series and kind of mash it together and spit out a number that shows you what the how far above or below trend growth the economy is moving right now. And lately it's been a little bit below trend, and it really just kind of shows that the economy is just plodding along in this this you know, this this big uptick that everyone keeps talking about and expecting and hoping for, it's just it's just not showing up. So I just wanted to mention that one and get that one out there. Uh, the interesting thing we should probably talk about is is earnings and there's not a lot of earnings, but there are a couple of big names. Yeah. Uh, FedEx and Nike right. are two of the bigger names yeah. um, reporting. Um, I think FedEx is an interesting one. Um, you had the transport, Dow Transports, mm-hmm. hitting record highs in mid-February. Um, and they were up about 15% from um, the election day and really taken off on the sort of the sort of Trumpflation trade, right. where they were, you know, buying in that you know the U.S. economy was going to take off. Since then, they have they're down and they've been lagging the the broader market by quite a bit. Um, for Dow theorists, that's a interesting one. But part of the reason why they've been lagging is yes, there's uncertainty about the timing for, of Trump's policies. But the other thing, valuations had gotten pretty sort of steep, and you know that I think that's been part of it. But 
Um, it will be interesting to see if you you know FedEx uh, shares have been performing quite well um, for the la- last uh, bit. Yeah, you know, other ones on uh, Tuesday, General Mills. On Thursday, Conagra and KB Home, for that matter, and and I think those are those are interesting ones because those are ones that you can start to dig through those numbers, dig through the conference call reports, and you might get some sense of you know where the consumer stands. I mean, those are staples, obviously. General Mills, uh, you're not going to see any real growth and there's, there. And there's, uh, but, home builders are and home builders home too, builders, right? Yeah. So you know, there's a couple of reports where you can you know try to glean in and, and pull out some nuggets about the state of the consumer. So that's kind of interesting as well. And uh, is there anything else? Well, no, I, 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 well, I was going to just give some <laughs> overall numbers. I was just pulling this up on the uh, um, before. But the first, you know, we're just a couple of weeks away from the first quarter uh, ending, ending yeah. and reporting season um, for, you know, companies starting. And it looks like it's surprisingly looking like it's going to be a strong first quarter. Nine percent. For for profit uh, growth. growth, profit growth, nine percent, nine percent. That would be a and big and number. that's and that's only come down from twelve, a little over twelve percent, um, at the start of the quarter. And you know we all know the game. I mean, you know, uh, estimates come in as the as we get closer and closer to reporting, and then the companies tend to beat those lower estimates, and it bounces back. Nine or ten percent. I mean, I. Do not remember the last time, and I do not have that in front of me that we saw nine or ten percent, ten percent, you know, it's in been earnings. Several years, um, right? And I, you know, I that that you know, based on you know the estimates, and usually company, if we come in within eight, with like you know the earnings estimate or for profit growth around eight percent at the start of. Um, at the end of the first quarter, that means there's a very good chance that we'll end reporting season with around a 10 to 11 percent growth rate, and we have not seen that in a no. long time. And I that mean, is really good for a market that is overvalued. Right. I mean, off the top of my head, I remember after the financial crisis and the it was recession, 2010, you had huge growth numbers, but because it was coming uh, off right, such exactly. weak comparisons. Then that leveled out. Then you had a lot of weak growth numbers. Then you had you would you have five straight quarters of negative of, of profit contraction. Then we had a couple. The last two have been positive, but not great. So it's been you know it's been a couple of years before since you've seen a number like that. And that's that's not a great number, but that is above the sort of long term average, which I think is somewhere around well, seven percent. It, it's a good number. Yeah, it's for, a good number. It, for where it's coming off right, of, right. Um, it is a very strong number. Yeah. Um, the other thing too, though, I think there, you know, there, this falls into a broader picture. There are two things: people have gotten a little skittish about oil, and I think, you know, oil was what plunged us into sure. our earnings recession. So that's something to be yeah. we need to carefully watch going forward. The other thing I would say is valuations seventeen point eight forward twelve month forward earnings. Um, the P/E ratio. P/E ratio, yeah. and that is well above both the five-year and ten-year right. averages. So valuations are rich, and to support those, <laughs> we really will need to see double-digit earnings growth. Um, you know, going forward. Right. Right. Yeah. If earnings growth falters, or if that's just going to get you know yeah, much steeper, yeah, it makes it look a lot worse. All right, uh, Ben. Is there anything else? I'm sorry to sorry we geeked out on earnings there, Ben. Uh, is there anything else we should know out of D.C.? Uh, no, I mean, there's going to be a lot of attention here on what Congress is doing, what the president is doing right. uh, as the health care bill 
moves forward in the House. Mm -hmm. And so there'll be a lot of attention on will that come to a vote? And if it does, will it pass? Yeah, I mean, I I think that's a very good point. I think given the fact that everything, a lot of the agenda is sort of hung up on health care, Move like for market participants, how that progresses and whether that you know you know where that stands and any kind of sort of incremental news is very important too, because there is a level of uncertainty about those the, the Trump you know policies and the timing I should say right. of the Trump policies that I think the market wants to get get rid of that uncertainty before it can really start marching higher. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. As always, we appreciate it, and we hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.